1: Welcome along to Wise Men's here, brought to you in association with a Love Supreme with Stephen Goldsmith and Gareth Barker. I told you we'd have a win to talk about. I had to get one right eventually to discuss it with us, editor in chief of ALS, Martin McFadden. You ever been listening to the Smiths on your way over, Martin? Have you? Because last time I got loads of negative feedback from you, and that's what you blamed. Is that right? Yeah. I've forgotten about that. <laughs> I think he <laughs> was you were just making it up, to be fair. I was listening to Radio 2. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> book, book, book reviews. Book reviews. I read by children. I don't know, have me. a clue where to go from that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, Craig Clark's here too. He's the source of those Fletcher celebrations at the weekend, by the way, after padding him the other week in the article, Craig, that's what I think. That's oh, That that's was ages theme. ago. That.
2: I've moved on since then. My reaction to myself... Great, though,
1: if Fletcher got asked <laughs> about at the end of the game, he says, well, some knob called Craig Clark <laughs> <laughs> done this article.
2: Aye, because that would have sent me into like... This fame stratosphere because like you know who is this (laughs) Craig Clark you know the only
3: CC he's interested in his Krispy Kreme it's like a weird thing whenever Mm. you're out with you somebody will come over and go well you're that Craig Clark off the internet
2: not off the internet just out of life
1: (laughs) (laughs) You, you try the, the internet, internet. You, have, um, you, have, you don't have a photo on, on any of your stuff do you he he does. yeah yeah he's always posting pictures of himself oh, yeah. he's a narcissist yeah on twitter but I'm i mean <laughs> you, know, you just generalize it by saying the internet
2: what, what is this conversation about i have exactly? got a clue <laughs> so we talked about the football
1: yeah okay right. <laughs> everybody happy with it seven out of tens from everybody i thought martin uh, fletcher certainly more than that more on individuals more on fletcher later but talk about getting a win when we needed it. You know, we really did need that, didn't we? And I thought I didn't think anybody had a bad game personally.
4: No, I thought we were decent. I mean, obviously we got the early goal, which is what you always want. And then their goal was a bit annoying. <clears throat> I think it was Gomez who didn't really sort of track Charlie Adams as much as he should have. If you I watched it again because um, I'm sad and uh, <laughs> it's definitely even a few even
1: players, wasn't it? Billy Jones could have stand uh, up. Was it Billy Jones? No. Um, who was <laughs> it who could have stopped the free kick? I wasn't. It was Buckley, it, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. Buckley. Right. He was offside, and then he could he right. could have slowed it down a little bit. Exactly, he could have stood in front and. And all she had backed off a little bit too much.
4: But the defense Perhaps. was backing off, and then the midfield didn't pick anybody up. I mean, obviously, for every goal, you can watch it again and say that was his fault. And but I mean, I was I was happy with Gomez's contribution. I've I've been wanting him to to feature more, especially when when Rodwell wasn't doing so well in earlier games. I would have I would have sort of taken him off earlier or started with him, but. At the same time, I think it's quite fair that that Poet's kind of like stuck with the players who, who sort of performed a miracle last year. When you, I kind of thought Larson might struggle to get a game, but he's kind of like stuck with that team. You know, the the first game of the season, the lineup was very similar to how we ended the season. Yeah. And then I think the the new players are gradually being bedded in. Um, when they kind of like <clears throat> they have to earn the chance, and I, and I think that's good. I think it's the same with I don't know if Brown's still injured, but virgini's obviously. Performed really well there, and he, he didn't deserve to be dropped. So he's been kept in the team.
1: Well, that yeah, that, that was an interesting one. The Virginia one we'll, we'll definitely get onto more of that. We, you mentioned Rodwell there, Craig. Were you surprised? I mean, we we had a full debate on here last week about Jack Rodwell, and he has dropped him in the end. Were you surprised?
2: Yeah, I was pretty surprised. I, I, <clears throat> I suppose it it worked. It was justified. Although I'm not sure I'm quite as sold on Gomez maybe as Martin. He had a couple of moments, didn't he? There back past that if it had been to anyone but peter crouch i.e someone who can move slower than a tortoise they probably would have scored if
1: if that was victor moore's yeah
2: and there was that other weird moment where O'Shea gave him the ball and he just stood looking at it facing his own goal for about it felt like an age and then offloaded it somewhere and then was subbed about a minute later (laughs) it was Mm -hmm. like i don't know it he's got a very strange pace to his game he's he's an
1: odd player he's I thought he he made a difference. So personally, I think you know he was available for a pass. And he helped. Mm. He helped the position of the ball.
2: I just like him to be a little bit quicker with the ball. I think.
4: I think he's just more natural in that more advanced midfield position than yeah. than Rodwell is. You know, I think I think Rodwell. You know, we, we played him deeper against Burnley, and he looked more comfortable, like making runs from deep mm. and, and being that kind of box to box player. Whereas I think if you're going to be the more advanced of the three players, you need you need to be more skillful. You know and and have a better touch and I think, I think Gomez has got that yeah. that's
2: a fair point uh, but it would mean if you're going to play Rodwell deeper you'd have to drop Larson for sure and yeah. I think Larson despite the fact yet again there were elements of the crowd ironically cheering him when he was substituted not many mind, mine but there was definitely a few and I never hear all this when you, when uh, you, when well, you people come in and say one like of the my mates, were doing this the, wonder where you sit compared to where I well one of my mates was in the Premier Concourse and said the people behind him just slagged him off for the entire game Mm. I, I, I don't think he was as good as he's been in other games, but I, he I is don't think anybody I, personally the player who the people I, want I out. I don't
1: think the performance was as great as some people make out collectively. No, but yeah. I don't think anybody had a bad game personally. Like mm. I said, seven out of tens all over Fletcher. Better than that, but I asked Gus Poyet at the end of the game about the consistency through the side and about Jack Rodwell. And
5: importantly, today there was no passengers. Where every single player played well. Yeah, I think I think it was like that. It wasn't our best performance, but it was a decent one. Uh, no bad performance from anyone fighting, looking for goals, holding, fighting. Uh, what you need to win a game in the, in the Barker Premier League.
1: You've been asking for patience for Jack Rodwell. Um, was the decision to leave him on the bench at the edge? A little nudge um, to him?
5: No, no. It was based on the team. You know, there two strikers in there and what was needed just behind. It was just a, a matter of the shape and what I was thinking about the game. Um, we know Jack perfectly now. Perfect. You know play seven games, eight games, we know uh, what he can do, what he cannot do, how much he understands, what he doesn't, what we can take advantage of football, how much better he's going to get, and now we're going to start working with him specifically on that role that we want Jack to be in the future. and I'm sure it's going to be great now because everything is clear and, and it's going to be much better.
1: OK, I'm not sure I, um, I, I'm buying his, his reasoning for, for keeping Rodwell out, Gareth. I, again, we had a discussion last week, and I think you sort of, I'm not going to say persuaded me that we should stick with Rodwell, because I, I wasn't sort of suggesting we should drop him. I just thought it was a, a worthy question to um, to put out there, and it, it's proved, because he's dropped him. He said he hasn't dropped him, and it was for the team's share, but he's protecting the player there, I think. He's dropped him.
3: Um, <clears throat> what I'd say about this game in particular is that you know, Poirier said himself in the week that he had a specific game plan for this game. And that sort of lingered in my mind since since he said it. And then when the team was picked, a lot of people were sort of surprised about the selection and there was a few people complaining about it. Um, but you got to remember he said, you know, he had a specific system for this game. And I think that's interesting because the strikers played in that system, scored three goals. Now is that system... Adaptable to play against the teams. Did they do things in that game that um, sort of were different to others? Were certain players doing different jobs? I, I, I don't think the fullbacks were getting forward anywhere near as much as they have in
4: other games. They were holding. <coughs> the, stri- the strikers were kind of going wide when we didn't have the ball. Yeah. weren't they? So there wasn't there wasn't the need. I think that would work against against stronger teams if you played like a more negative central midfield three. And then had two wingers and two forwards because then you'd still get you still get the opportunity.
1: Mm. What it is about Rodwell or Craig? I, I just think when when Poy was asked, he said he, he thought he thought Gomez offered more control. Now to me, that suggests he didn't think Rodwell was doing enough. I don't know if I'm just the way I'm translating it.
2: Or is he just saying I've got different options in the squad and in this game mm. I wanted the player who is like capable possibly? of controlling a game, whereas Rodwell, which he showed, albeit <coughs> by sort of air kicking when Fletcher got his third <laughs> that was a great dummy <laughs> it, well, it was, that's, what I, that's yeah. what I was putting out there as well apparently he was credited with it <laughs> um, but he got in the box he's in that area you know what I mean he's got two strikers on from the start in Wickham and Fletcher maybe we felt I don't need that from Rodwell my concern was that <clears throat> by taking Johnson and Rodwell out two players who'd work very hard defensively um, in the games that they've played so far, and putting Gomez, who's a little bit more passive, well, exactly. Well, that, but it seemed again, to work again, as a collective. It kind of
1: that, it that, that, that 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 was a surprise, graph It wasn't because what we're saying is he, he's maybe putting different players into suit the system. However, when you have Wickham in that front left position, you're going to get less work, arguably coming back from him. So Rodwell playing in that defensive role mm. would have been a more logical selection. You would have thought. I mean, it's worked, so we we can't complain.
3: I think um, with Rodwell, I've said before. I think if you put him deeper then he'd, I think he'd improve faster because he'd get on the ball more whereas at the moment sometimes when he's playing that advanced he doesn't see enough of it um, I think Gomez did okay I think Larson, big fan of Larson but I didn't think he had a great game I thought he did okay and Catamore was again of the central three, was probably the, the pick of the bunch but yeah Gomez is just, uh, I don't know like one of the strangest players I've ever seen <laughs> Just not Really? A, yeah. I Do you remember mean, Sammy Aston? <laughs> I don't mean in a in a negative sense. Sorry, Sam. I, I, just, listening. <laughs> I mean like I've never seen someone who plays so slowly in a in a game of quick tempo, but doesn't look out of his depth. It's not like he's struggling, but he's playing. So no like, call back in a way. Huh? No, he's, like, no, he's, he's, not he's, like he's he plays back. like in a different at a different pace. Of, like the game's going on, and it's like he's in this like sort of space-time vortex, <laughs> where he's like moving slower than everyone else. And it, it's bizarre, and even the ball, when he passes it, it seems to move slower.
4: I think he's just more comfortable on the ball yeah. than, than a lot of players. I and, think he was fine. And I think that's yeah. why he's brought him in, you know, and, and, and I think Rodwell's proved he's better arriving late into the box, uh, and he's got that energy, and he's obviously better in the air and stuff like that, but I don't think that's, uh, you, you know... Uh, I th- I think that Gomez could play the sort of Sesenyong role when when we played Sesenyong as like behind the two or behind the one. Uh, I think he's capable of doing that whereas isn't there isn't really that many other players at the club so Great I think awesome I think we, too. Exactly. If, if if we if we don't play attacking at home to Stoke having not won a game all season then who are we going to play attacking an attacking team against so it was kind of like five creative players on the pitch and mm. and we won 3-1 so
1: it was still it was still a, a surprise with the team selection with Wickham as well wasn't it Craig the Wickham Fletcher thing I don't think anybody saw that coming
4: um, no I wonder if
2: it was a little bit uh, with the injuries as well maybe it forced his hand or maybe he did have well, he, it he seems lined up all along it,
3: it, maybe he wanted a bit of physicality up against the fullbacks Mm.
2: Like I agree. Picked, I think I he picked think he...
3: two big lads, didn't he? Well, three
2: if you include Buckley. He's not yeah. small. That's what I'm talking
3: about, yeah. Buckley.
4: And, and, uh, so, yeah. and I think and a lot of them. the players that he's brought in this year, even though the the creative, they're, they're actually quite tall. And when he when he took over, th- there was definitely a theory within the club that, you know, we had Vaughan and Colbeck and Larson and Catamol yeah. and Bridcut. Like soon after, it was like a team of short arses, really. <laughs> and then <clears throat> on set pieces, it's not necessarily you know, like O'Shea and Brown and people like that would look after their men, but it was kind of like periphery midfielders who were scoring goals against us because sort of four and five and six of the teams were, f- team were very small. And then I think he put the wing, he put the forwards kind of more wide because he knew they weren't going to get much against yeah. their centre halves.
1: Well, we haven't a midfield presence for years, have we? And I think I was yeah. a big Jack Rodwell. that the decision to bring him in was a, a big part of that, I think, wasn't it? To offer some presence. But getting on to the, to the set of forwards, all of that is great inside short, a team full of short arses, by the way. <laughs> uh, um, we, he's two and a half minutes here, of course, speaking about Stephen Fletcher specifically.
5: The idea was search a formula. Sometimes you know better than anyone that sometimes it doesn't work, and I accept responsibilities. Many, many times it happened. And other times it, it goes well, you know. Uh, people was only asking me about Fledge when he was not even on the bench. And now, you know, he started the game and scored two. So um, credit to him. It was hard. You don't imagine how hard it was for Fledge to be completely out of the squad. But that's was you looking for, you know, a, a team player, a good reaction, score two goals, show the manager, kind of have a look at me, and uh, the benefit of winning the game, which he. It put this start of the season in a totally different complex. Because I think the Fletch was doing very well in the beginning of the season. Very, very well. He was holding the, the ball well, holding up the ball, linking well, making great touches, passes. But he needed to score because at the end of the year, uh, the strikers, they are judged by the quantity of goals. So we tried to make him yeah, play that game, the game he likes and he can do, but at the same time to be in positions to score. Sometimes it's up to the team. Like I said, sometimes it's up to the player. Like you know, the last goal is is a striker goal, it's smelling, no, something is gonna happen. I'm here. If everybody misses, I am gonna put it in. And that's what we sometimes we need to look to score scrappy goals, goals that are gonna count, that nobody remembers, but they are very important for the team. First is a reward of what what he was doing the last ten days in training. Uh, you can see he was kind of free, you know, playing, good movement, good touches. He went into the game last week. He had a chance, you know, that he didn't have in the previous game. Uh, all this week, you know, like every session that we finish, we look with, with Tano, with Charlie, and, you know, look, looking at a, a fletch you know, in a very nice way. Then it's a decision. Like I said in the beginning, if everything goes good, you know, yes, well done, gas. A little bit of uh. <laughs> in the back. But it's the, it's the player himself. It's him being in there, being the aggressive, being the, you know the movement for the header, the way he holds up the ball, the way he helps us to play, and the link with Conor. They've done it in precision two or three times, especially I think it was Betis and and Udinese, and they've done it again today in the last ball. So uh, we need those partnership on on the pitch.
1: Some contradictions, there, I think, Craig. Um... Gus saying that Fletcher's done this you know, he he's doing this himself with his performance and that's what I've been saying to people. Because, uh, like yourself, I was critical of him in the past. Not so much him, you know, judging his ability, but more his you know, whether he fits into the system. Yeah, that's and, always and, been my guess. Yeah, and well. he's a centre forward who play likes to play off a of front man, isn't he? Now Wickham did help because he, he kept he kept you know, sort of coming across, didn't he? But um I don't agree with Gus there when he said early in the season he was playing well in no, hole and holding given either. it. No I think That's not, not, some, not, the, not the way I
2: remember it. No, uh, I think he struggled pretty badly with the lone striker role, and that was with Wickham on the left. They'd, I don't know, aid him in some way mm-hmm. or other. I uh, think
1: Wickham did more this week, to be fair. Oh, yeah, I'm not knocking better, uh, Wickham
2: yeah. for that either. Mm-hmm. No, I, I mean, he's, had his, he's he, had his share yeah. of uh, poor games as well for the good things he's done. Yet again on the weekend, he managed to cannon one into someone's legs from about 30 yards, but that run for the third was. Something else, wasn't it? I mean, the power, mm. just sheer br- just brutality of it. Almost, it was. It's what you think Alderdo capable of, but he usually leaves the ball halfway <laughs> through the run, or <laughs> like punts it out for a throw in or something. But um if they continue like that, I mean, great. Mm-hmm. You can't not get. You feel thing.
1: Wickham's got that his locker, and it's similar to Adam Johnson, Gareth. When when you look at a player who has the ability to run at defenders, and I've said this to you before, we're saying that they Burnley, I think they don't do it enough defenders don't like it they really mm. don't like it Adam Johnson started running at some def- I mean he scored against Tottenham by doing it and at Burnley done it on one occasion and they looked beside themselves at the fence mm. and uh, do they do it enough does Wickham do it enough I think it's the
3: opportunity presenting itself for them to do, to do it Yeah, um, well, you're, you're, you can't just get you, your head down and run in the when you're winning in, bodies, when you're you? in games there's more space um, so and the game's more open Um and there's there's opportunities to, to run it. Run into space and once you get like if you're a runner, like Craig says, if you're a runner like Wickham who, you know, it's just brute force really. Um once he gets going, he's like he was like a tank. I mean see Rodwell did his best to tackle him and then miss the open <laughs> goal. But um yeah, like Fletcher stuck it in, but um
4: Yeah, I think Rodwell wanted the ball off him, didn't he? But I th- yeah. I think Wickham's major problem is He's just a bit stupid, isn't he? His decision making <laughs> is like absolutely terrible. He'll, he'll shoot when he should pass. The final he'll decision. He'll pass when end. he should shoot. It's it's not that he's necessarily greedy. It's just he always seems to make the wrong decision. And the obvious thing to do there would be to play somebody else in and then look then look for the pass back. But he he ran all the way through. It worked. It worked out well. But you yeah. know, there's been it's a lot. Probably of, the this...
1: first time this season, a good time to do it. Exactly. Because his, 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 his square ball was great as well. He, he knew exactly what exactly. he was doing, didn't he? Yeah. Obviously,
4: Rodwell got there. You know, he he was deep. And he got there, so he wanted the he wanted to be given the ball. Um but like you say, Nelly he Nelly tackled him and uh and then he completely missed it. <laughs> but I, I I I thought that Stephen Fletcher was a little bit disrespectful to be honest with I you. Was I know there's been a lot of tweets going out, but like let's face it, you know, the last time he scored was against Cardiff away in that in yeah. that two two. Yeah. He's a goal scorer. He's paid a lot of money from from ourselves and, and the club and so what he's had a bit of grief on <clears throat> on Twitter, maybe he's his last shouldn't like post pictures of him eating donuts on Instagram and then, you know, <laughs> like the, the it wouldn't happen. But, um, I mean, like
3: posting pictures, I remember like during the transfer window or something, posting pictures of a oh, good meeting with the agent coming exactly. up and like posting bottles of nice getting a nice bottle of wine out and all this. It's like you need to think before you do stuff like this because it's going to get. If you if you play him well, like Wickham in the summer when he had that whole champagne thing, yeah. if we'd been relegated and Wickham had done that, yeah. Pete would have been moaning about it, even though he's well within his rights to do it. Fletcher does something like that, and he's going to draw negative attention towards himself because he's out of form, and exactly. that's just the way it is. His but reaction
4: it, on both goals was was like condescending. I thought it was know, stupid, at, like, at least, and he could have he could have kind of stretched his arms out, you know, and, and opened his palms as if to say like, right, what have we got to say now? But he was kind of like, you know, doing this thing with the ear. Like, you do to away fans or whatever. Like, obviously, Super Kev did it, famously to the Newcastle fans. But, you know, like, he's kind of trying to wind up his own people or or the people that should be supporting him. Mm. And he's, he's had grief because... He's a striker who gets paid millions of pounds a year, and he hasn't scored a goal for almost a year. And he's looked disinterested as well. Yeah, had This happened times, just. This happened
1: just the first goal, Craig. I think you could possibly see. You know, he's just his frustration now. It's as well. a release. He's, yeah. Yeah. He's, it's a, he's, it's been released. It's spilling out. He doesn't know when he's going to get a chance to, to do it. To consciously again. do it. <laughs> no, but to consciously do it on a second goal as well does sort of. You know, make you question it, doesn't
2: it? You just think, well. I don't know, maybe maybe the criticism's actually forced I mean, him he, to uh, reassess to bring, himself he to and him do criticised something. criticised inside the ground, has he?
1: No, bit, I no, know. I, would I, would
4: I think you hear little things when he's warming up and stuff like that, but I mean, I'm sure everyone gets grief in, in different jobs, and he's well paid enough to shut up and get on with it, you know?
3: He never gets like he's not one of those like like you were saying, there's a ripple of sort of derisory applause when Larson gets substituted or whatever at the weekend. He ne- he's never subjected to that. I, I can't, I can't never, he's it. he's no. never subjected to criticism inside the stadium. There's a few groans in that when he gives a ball away but, or whatever, which was happening far too frequently, but that happens to lots of players when they give the ball away. I mean there's been criticism online and stuff, but you know, don't do daft stuff when you're not playing very well and he hasn't don't been, read the internet. and when he when he like this do is something else with this your is time? the thing like I could understand if he'd been, you know, playing well and um you know he was a bit unfortunate maybe or whatever but he he must know himself that he hasn't been playing to his ability for two for two for, years yeah and and this is the thing it's like to to do what he did I just thought it 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 annoyed me because I just thought well what's the what's the point it it shows a lack of self-awareness of how you've been mm. playing for the last two years like mm-hmm. you say martin it's it's not like it's like oh see i've been this good all along it's <laughs> like well you haven't have you because mm. you you know, you know i just think maybe the best thing to do is just score five or six goals in 15 games and then maybe try and get yourself 12 to 15 goals at the end of the season and then at the end of the season reflect and go well i haven't been playing that well the last few years but I've I've answered my like there have been critics, but I've got quality and I've answered my critics, and that's the best way you can do it, and people respect that. Mm. But like Gordon supporters, when you when you've done something good, is because if he goes on a run now where he doesn't score for ten games, he's going to look like an idiot. Because what's he
1: going to do after well, ten years? He looks like an idiot. Anyway, well,
4: he looks, looks like an idiot with that hair, doesn't he? <laughs> well, 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 like. well, hair. Well, what, <laughs> in what, what, okay, then.
1: well what, what did he do well, Craig? Because we, rather than I don't want to go out in a negative note with him because he did score two goals. He was well, he he did, was, man of, he? He was man of the match, no, but he in his performance because we've not But you and I both questioned previously, smart ass, um, that, <laughs> that um, he looks like he can't play that one striker role. So what? what put a nice do?
2: ball in with his right foot as well, didn't he? And you know what? The the hunger he showed there. The desire to like beat that player and put that ball in like i've not seen anything like that from him for no, a long time i agree and i it's, it. and it's, and he's cut out I all that I something
1: them. myself similar earlier today that <coughs> well, you, you need that from from your lone strike you need to assist as well and he's never really showed <coughs> that he has the understanding no, I, to do that i previously. think he has
2: actually i think he's got a decent touch and he can pass the ball but what he's fallen into the trap of recently is these stupid little flicks and he was doing it in, to attempt shots as well. Like He's mm. flicking his foot and his heel and he cut that out and he just played football and he looked much better for it. And he, his movement was better. His
1: movement was much better, Martin, when was off yeah. the ball. I've, I've never seen him. I mean, he was pulling defenders out of position and, and stuff. And generally, he's always had good movement inside the box. If remember when he first came, when Martin O'Neill was here, that's how he scored all those goals when he first came because he could get away from his mind for a split second finish. But I'm talking about movement in the channels and um, yeah. everywhere. I mean,
4: I think when he first came with O'Neill, he was obviously his bye. And, and we were like, sort of ha- had a game plan around creating situations for him. Um, whereas i think i think maybe's recently he hasn't felt as loved or or, or whatever and he, he hasn't been as good there's probably been times when out-of-doors started ahead of him where he's been thinking well you know this like what well, like, what have i done wrong but he hasn't been fifth for such a long time that <clears throat> it's great that he scored a couple of goals but i think he needs to be more of a team player generally um strikers often fall into the into that trap and but there has been times when he's been playing up front on his own and he's had the ball, and there's been like no one to lay it off to, and he's not strong enough to kind of. He can take the first touch, but then once someone comes into him, he's not strong enough like Wickham to like hold it up for that extra couple of seconds yeah. while someone runs through. Um,
1: we said before previously, Gavtyn would be great if you could mould those two players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. if he had his, if he had Wickham's strength and, <clears throat> and touch and hold up player, and it's, then it could it's finish. It's like very that.
4: hard, isn't it? I mean to be to be that one player who plays up front on their own if we signed kevin phillips now 15 years ago he couldn't play that system system. and and we'd be saying well you know what's wrong with him Mm. and and, you know (laughs) and and that's that's the best striker you know we've we've we we can remember you know
2: well it's it's funny isn't it because they always used to say oh if he'd gone to arsenal or whatever the chances they create the amount of goals he would have scored but football doesn't work like that does it it's that's like fantasy land it's like and it's the same with us. Fletcher could quite easily have gone in the summer to someone like Leicester, who played two up front, mm. and he could have been doing a mm. bit of what Azur has been doing, and like scoring headed goals. And we'd all have been thinking, "Oh, well, why couldn't he do I that?" I thought he'd have moved to Hull, you know. Well, area. even that, that looked like an, a certain yeah? So Steve Bruce playing two yeah. up front, I thought he's belting it. So exactly, to be for Fletcher, but yeah. it just shows you that. But it's, it's. An, I think it's also a positive from Poyet as well because it's he does sort of he, he sort of like teaches players, and maybe it's just taking a little bit longer with him. But he's obviously thought them two can play together in a system that isn't two-and-out-and-out and out strikers because he's done it in the summer and he talked about them enjoying playing together and it just suddenly worked. So maybe and it was maybe we four, just have to be it? a bit we, more we, patient. We, we, or... we
1: need to praise them both. Cause oh.
6: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down.
0: Yeah, the
3: game. I think the <laughs> interesting comment as well by Fletcher was somebody he said there that under basically saying that the manager who signed him O'Neill, they, he scored goals because they put crosses in and all that. It's like well, he didn't score a headed goal under Martin O'Neill. I know like not every cross has to come in the air for a header, but that is that is unusual. That like he was, I think the season before he signed for Sunderland, he was the top goal scorer of headers in
1: europe mm. i mean something something we've always said about fletcher when, when we've been sort of criticising them or as i say is you know, a bit strong it's yeah, not well, like I we it's not like Ronnie's were not like exactly i think that's a yeah.
3: difference i think a few people react and i started talking about this on twitter earlier about that it was specifically the celebration thing martin and um <clears throat> the few responses were like oh well you know if you can't give if you give it you got to be able to take it and you mm. know like sort of that sort of thing and people writing them off i don't think anybody Like any logical person, written him off because everyone knows what he's capable of, and everyone knows, you know, that he's got quality and he's proven it. But I think the issue was that he'd gone, he dropped off at Sunderland, and he, and it's also whether or not the system was suited to him. So it wasn't like saying that Fletcher's a bad player. It was just maybe it wasn't the right fit anymore. And I think that's a fair comment. But. He's not. He's not a rubbish player, and he never has been a rubbish player.
1: Gus is saying it himself. He's he said it there that he's doing it himself. The, 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 he's dropped him and has given the kick up the backside, yeah. and he's came back in training. So that's <coughs> down to the player, isn't it, as well?
4: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's. I think it's something that everyone needs every now and again. You know, people people will be more up for certain games. You know, for whatever reason. Like we as fans always think. Well, you know, if I was playing for Sunday, that I'd be like, you know rubbish (laughs) (laughs) in our own heads would be amazing but but like they they still probably have like arguments with the misses on the day of the game or something happens that will knock them off the you know like knock them off the form or like 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 Johnson he's clearly like a confidence player he can do anything he wants when he wants to and then other games he's just completely anonymous I think that's what we were saying about I was going to make that point before you know when he was saying when he runs the players he looks amazing and that goal at Spur against Spurs, which was a bit lucky, really, but mm. you know, because it hit people on the way in, it was a, it was the right time to get the goal. But the way we're playing at the minute, there's there's so much there's so much kind of emphasis on like keeping the ball, that I think quite players forget to do yeah, it. Don't they? Yeah, exactly. I think sometimes the, the, they get that ball there, and then because the, if you if you do try and take somebody on, it's probably a fifty-fifty chance you're going to give away possession. And then you're that person that gives away possession. Then we have to fight to keep the to get the ball back. Um, but we over elaborate, you know, and we're not. We haven't got the players like Arsenal have to to just basically pass teams to death.
1: And even they over elaborate at times, and they've got better yeah. players. it Yeah. But it's a good point, Craig, isn't it? Because I guess that's what I was driving at earlier when I was saying that the likes of Wickham Johnson sometimes don't run at defenders enough. Because if you look at the game against Swansea, we we played really well. We created sort of half chances, but sometimes you just got to. You know, somebody's got to just take take it by the scruff of the neck, haven't they? Take a risk.
2: Yeah, well, it's tempo as well, isn't it? I mean, we've, I think yeah, we've <clears throat> we kind of moved it a bit quicker. Again, we've stepped it up again the last couple of games, and it's noticeable because if you get the ball to players like Wickham, <clears throat> not so much for the third because he ran from quite deep, but if you're getting it to them in higher up the pitch, it's less of a risk to run at the defender. If you're running at them from the halfway line, and you lose it, it's a risk. Take like it. T- you can't afford to lose a the ball there. So, I mean, that was the argument under O'Neill that we just didn't get the ball. At the likes of like Johnson high enough yeah. up the pitch, and for all his vast number of faults, when Di was here briefly, there was periods where at least Johnson was getting in the game, right, you know, on his fullback. Um, I thought we actually were arguably better against Swansea yeah, in some I respect. I, I think we're no, I, I would agree got. with that. Yeah. I would
1: agree with that. But I, I, I just mean, um there I was more risk taken on uh, the weekend I think that maybe you know we scored three goals we could have scored more even though we weren't <laughs> great against Swansea I, I kind no, of sense we weren't going to score I
4: think yeah. we, had well, we kind of flooded yeah. the Very midfield chances, against Swansea yeah. didn't we but by by playing the system we did on Saturday against Stoke he allowed them more possession in midfield because you know because we had like a man less even though he tried to get the forwards to come back and, and took in it. it's it's always going to happen and I think like against Burnley and Swansea we we had the ball like all the time but like not enough penetration, mm. and like what t- the, the third goal proved they were coming at us yeah. because they had the ball in that situation, and then we picked them off on the break. Mm. Um, and I, but I do I do sort of see different. He, he is trying to make a different setup for you know to have a go at the opponents each time. But we just haven't been scoring enough goals. But then obviously when the two strikers both get them, it's it, it starts making you believe that there's more to come.
3: I think they should be for how they've played this season. I think they deserve to be two or three points better off. Personally, I know that you know you get what you're given and you get what you deserve. I guess at the end of the but season, the Burnley one was a letdown for me. I thought so no, that game was yeah, there. It was it it but there's other happen. games like the Swansea game. They could have you know taken the three points there. I think they probably could have taken a point QBR point, a point was like at QBR. the performance wasn't it? If I, you I, th- I still the think they were a point in QBR though,
4: but if you look at the way other teams have completely taken yeah, them apart no. and they've <laughs> had no fight. Like you
1: know, I was
4: convinced we were going to win that game, but that shows how much I know.
1: Well, no, that's typical They did. <laughs> Had it written all over.
2: I just thought we would lose that QPR game. Yeah, and just, I did as well. It was funny they actually did show some fight. I think it's the only game Leroy Fair actually really has yeah. fought for the <clears throat> ball a bit and like made a big difference. Yeah, <laughs> mm. uh, but they, you know, they, they what can you say? We, we had like good chances in that game. Like yeah. good chances no, did, yeah mm. well
3: Van Alton had that one after about two, just 30 seconds didn't he but yeah I mean that's going like I guess in national breaks I guess is a good time to sort of assess generally some of the elements of the season I would say like just briefly mm. that I think
1: the Gus he's looking forward to the break because you've yeah. got, got put to him uh, you know this is a bad time you're breaking up a little bit of momentum mm. here you've, you've two good performances four points and Gus was like kind of no no I think we'll just we we'll take it now you mentioned Van there, like, Gareth I said to you the other week I thought he was possibly going to be one of the fines of the season Are you starting to get yeah, on board beg- with that I, now I
3: echoed that in my echo I oh, did, you? I did, yeah. did you not read it did you know I will it? do yeah, well, was, uh, yeah, I, I flagged it now. to read it. <laughs> when, 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 you need, when you need to drop off to sleep yeah it's late, <laughs> no. well, 500 words
4: it no, be no, a good no, effort no, it's just his voice that does that he's writing he's, he's writing is fine <laughs> well yeah my, my old man's been griefing him and uh, hey, Gareth well, obviously <laughs> Gareth, yeah. But, uh, not, was, <laughs> and he was like, uh, you, you know, this new fullback. And uh, but he had to shut up on Saturday, and he had to shut up with Virginia as well. So,
1: mm. well, definitely. I mean, the two of them, Craig. I mean, I mean, you two were at West Brom, and you were talking about he's meandering. That's what he was. That's the Aye. term you were using, saying he was wandered off. Now, we did think that Wes Brown would help solve that, and he did certainly because he was playing alongside, and Wes Brown wasn't playing. Saturday and Van Arnolds. he's got
2: John O'Shea alongside him as well yeah. hasn't he
1: well yeah And it, but he's,
2: he's just getting used to the way the game's played in this country you, mm-hmm. you, you can't just go chasing the ball all the time you've got to have a bit more defensive discipline and he's picked it up extremely quickly and looks a very competent um,
4: defensive fullback and, and, a, and speak- a good one going forward nobody's
1: well. speaking about Alonso suddenly Gareth that's mm. a telltale sign itself isn't it Yeah. The, I, think, I still yeah. don't think he's
4: as good as Alonso but he's he, he's he's speed something that we needs to sort of build into our game plan mm. because he is the fastest player at the club and he can he can really move um, but he's obviously been used to playing in a different system as well hasn't he he's like in a more advanced yeah. wing back I
1: think Alonso's he got man match his first game but then he had a few where he, he wasn't great the quit, thing about the Alonso I think what, what was
3: good about him is that he had that dodgy spell and then he came back from it he yeah. learned from it I think comparatively Van aanholt he's cut the, the, how quickly he's come on in this short space of time has been really impressive and I thought they in the game against Stoke, it was his most mature performance as a fullback. It was yeah, it was it, from a defensive perspective. It, he was he he was hardly noticeable. A bit like Jones. Thought the pair of
4: them were just. I thought Jones was brilliant. That's yeah, a, really it really gives it. up back yeah. four
1: great balance, doesn't it? It, just oh, makes, yeah. it makes such a difference, doesn't it? I thought one of
4: the defenders should have been the man of the match. <laughs> but obviously, if you score yeah. two goals and make the other one, then you you know you, you're going to get noticed <laughs> for that. But I thought Virginia Van Alphen should have.
2: I was actually she really impressed the with there with O'Shea bringing the ball out quite a mm. lot of, the odd straight pass but virginie was guilty of that as well yeah. and uh, O'Shea's another one he's a bit like larson doesn't seem to matter what he does there's always going to be someone who's calling him out for being this that, or other, and wanting him out the team but I thought he was really good on the well, weekend I mean there's the I argument now well.
1: there's the argument now that O'Shea like virginie now have got to up the game because where's Brown sitting on the bench now with respect to virginie you know people are probably more aware of somebody like Wes Brown sitting on the bench to replace him aren't they definitely and I'm a massive fan of Wes Brown he's
3: excellent but like Virginie again I did the in my bit I talked about the defence like base Jones Virginie and how the the forwards basically took the plaudits fight this weekend but and a lot of focus has been on our forward player, but at the back you know got one of the best defensive records in the league and there's players who have come in, we've signed two permanent four-backs in the summer, and they both look really good. I know it's early days, and Virginia's come back, and he sort of rebuilt his confidence back end of last season, and now he's playing centre-half, where, you know, against in that Arsenal game, as we heard from Gus last week, he had a nightmare, and now he looks like, you know, the Argentine I, I was worried, I'll be honest. <laughs> I'll be honest Martin. I
1: was um, worried about... I was worried about Peter Crouch against him because yeah. Peter Crouch likes to <coughs> shove people, push them, pull the shirt. He's one. He's one of the worst for it, and that's the kind of thing that you know you assume Virginia might struggle with. But you know, not, but no I suppose problems like whatsoever.
4: Crouch avo- avoided O'Shea, didn't he? he? He went straight to Virginia. Yeah, he makes, um,
1: yeah, he makes
3: defending look easy, doesn't he?
1: That, that's when you watch because he reads with the Virginia. game, so yeah. he, he he doesn't need the recovery tackle thing, does he? Because he reads the game. I think he's players. probably
4: got one of the best touches at the club, you know. To be honest with you, even when he was playing fullback at Burnley, like every time he got the ball, he was, he was comfortable. And I think, as Crouch is kind of, you know, the the way, the way he's obviously difficult to play against. But I think I think he did I think he did well against him. We shouldn't be we shouldn't be afraid of players like that. We should try and and I think that's what we I think that's what we did on Saturday. We concentrated on the attacking side, and and. And it worked. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, the only player you should be afraid of is Charlie Adam in case he's going to break your legs. <laughs> yeah, that? <laughs> he's, he, hes awful. Him.
1: I like the dives as well in the second half. Yeah. yeah, he's a bit—you you, 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 you tried one, and then five minutes later, and I turned to, to Michael straight away and says he's going he's to go down here, and of course he did. Luckily, the ref wasn't uh, he having wasn't any of we like. Yeah, but uh, we're fortunate just quickly that Victor Moses got injured as I've a say.
2: It's funny, isn't it? Asaidi goes from, you know, Gareth, you were particularly impressed I, with I, him. I
1: thought he was great again when he came on. I don't it, think he was at all. I thought off he was all me,
2: f-
3: no. fart a papa. <laughs> I, <didn't laughs> I, quite, I quite like... I, I like his positivity, though. Like, he, he wants to go up people. I didn't and feel threatened by him. No, nah,
2: not at all. Whereas Moses...
3: He's got he's got a
2: little... I think he's got another gear in him, Moses.
3: I don't know. I, I I really like that Asaidi and what I've seen him three or four times and I think he's going to be a good player.
2: He's capable of stuff, like, don't yeah. get us wrong, but he just... I just he never really had the beating of Jones. I think it was uh, commendable from Jones as well. He, he Jones really did, did something well.
3: really st- like actually Jones has got a bit of a nasty streak, you know. And times mm. he's, he's sort of looks like quite you know like he should be in the Who or something. And then he's like, <laughs> around, you know, well, as a, actually, some people in the Who did have a nasty streak allegedly. Well, but um, mm. he, yeah, he goes around uh, you know doing his job and that. But he does some nasty like nasty little stuff and like he did a stupid, like all, and he yeah he that, did a stupid a ta- it, he, yeah. he did a stupid tackle on. On our with about 20 minutes to go, that got it, he got himself booked, and yeah. I was worried because I thought, well, you've been isolated a few times against him, and if he gets one-on-one with you, he can't tackle him. Yeah, but he did get one-on-one with him, and he did tackle him. No, he a did. Couple, he, did, did, he, did he dealt with him better after his yellow card than he yeah, did Yeah, sometimes before. that
4: calms like, full-backs down, because they know they can't dive in, so they have to like be more positionally sound, and if you don't dive in, then he's probably not going to get past you, is he? He mm. just like stay and block. He just used his strength, and he's, he's
2: yeah. got more power than than uh, said He's quite small. Yeah, he's,
1: he's really right he, he? little, isn't he? I think the the slight reshuffle at the back, personally. um I mean, Virginia, as you said, Martin was doing fine at right back. He had a good touch and stuff. But putting Jones in there and moving Virginia at the back, I think that this just a subtle change, and I think it's made yeah a massive difference because that back line looks neat and structured now. I think it? that's
4: what he wanted, you know. But obviously through injuries and and shuffling the team around. He, haven't really, he hasn't really been able to have those two fullbacks, you know there week, week in week out
1: mm-hmm. right Gareth did you d- did you sort the question of the week out this well, week I wasn't It was very optimistic because yeah. like he only, he only well, no, I think you only posted it because of, of your stupidity my, it wasn't, <laughs> yeah. stu- wasn't well, my fault there's never been
3: a stupidity about what you did isn't it Stephen I slipped <laughs> over <laughs> on some sick on Saturday <laughs> and night Charlie wasn't Chapman my sick over there.
1: I wasn't the sick of anybody I was with that's what happens when you go to Newcastle uh, yeah did you go out on a there's night the out was the carrots in it I didn't you know I didn't have the uh, state of mind to check that out if I'm being honest with you So what I asked was well, <laughs> just quickly if anybody I put my back out anyway because yeah, yeah. we'll have sort of heavily bruised cracked my ribs at the back and I'm <laughs> Medical smacked report. up off pain kill- on painkillers say on the, on the codeine, codeine yeah absolutely good, good stuff that yeah
3: that's why we've got to, I, I just said has anybody what's the worst you've come up basically when you've been drunk and done something stupid mm. no prizes quite, because it was not nah, very late one the, and, this was quite a good one though um, not me yeah but a mate broke his <laughs> ankle slipping in the willow pond on a bit of worn carpet, but stopped out, um, and uh, he drank for a few more hours, where we proceeded to fill his shoe with pickled onions when he took it off. I do not Julio, was it? You know, I don't know if that's an old wives' tale thing, like, oh, fill a shoe with pickled onions, heals a broken ankle who knows i think it was more just make his feet yeah. stinky yeah. <laughs> i think lawmaster might need to get more drunk because all he's ever done is knocked a kind of dying a diet coke and he said don't know why he said that not kind of coke flying i don't know if it was diet it might have been that new green coke which has
1: got it like sweeteners. be the zero ah, there's a many zero, cokes <laughs> what about like
2: caffeine free that's an old school That's yeah. yeah. that? the ah, point in that so exactly all the drinks
1: available too
3: yeah pulled, pulled. <laughs> <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> Paul Jake says uh, waking up in hospital doesn't say how he got there <laughs> um, Paul Scott said sliced my foot open getting into bed tripped to hospital they just looked in my wound to check my tendons mm. mm-hmm. it's, it's, a te- shame, it's a shame yeah. that my
4: mate Chris Hardy didn't enter it because he fell asleep on some female set once he wants that he was hoping not to be on the set <laughs> of but in the bedroom and <clears throat> she gave him a glass of wine to kind of sedate him and he fell on the glass of wine during the night oh. And, and, oh. and it went straight into his neck Jeez. And he's still got the scar to prove it Wow So he's obviously not uh, on Twitter that's today That's theory, That's his favourite story <laughs> That's a uh, day and Phil close says
1: I, w- I would be lying about it I'd say that I got glassed off some ladders I was protecting them <laughs> No uh, I would tell the truth stories <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be <laughs> funny <laughs> I
3: saw what else we got here Phil says uh, He attempted to clothesline his boss Outside <laughs> of a curry house Missed and went over on a curb Broke his ankle mm,
1: That's a good one um, I don't um, know why he was trying to <laughs> Closing so yeah, boss you know. If we had a prize That would be good enough yeah. for win for, As a winner for me
3: Rory Fallow said That um, he ended up With Kader Mangan In his fantasy team <laughs> After the drunk high Of the first three against the <laughs> Um Steve Waggett At Steve Waggett Says uh, First week at uni He got drunk Went on the dance floor And dislocated his kneecap Busting some moves Eight weeks on crutches followed, Followed up by Dislocating my other knee During relations He likes to call them With his girlfriend on another drunken night out. Hashtag, nagged knees. He's obviously got weak knees like, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Nick Holden says, no comment. Best leave that one there, yeah. I think. Yeah. Well. Um, <laughs> news. Anyway, that's the end mm-hmm. of the podcast. What? Oh, we've got that
1: other thing as well, haven't we? The thing that everyone hates. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, we're just about to end here. going to hate. If you are one, <laughs> if you are one of those people who think listening to the flat Ugh is akin to watching a family member die, as somebody put it, then turn off now. I think you should give it another chance, though, because oh, wait, it gets better on from here anyway, I think. I just think people have just lack lack the ability to process its quality. Well, no, let's, let's not flag our in listeners interesting off. If, 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 if response you want to turn to that, off... Gareth's pulling a full Stephen <laughs> Fletcher, are <laughs> yes, yes. like you, you? don't, If you don't want to listen to flat, then turn off now. Um, Wiseman says, back in two weeks because we watch a cat and more Less England play. Uh, Sun FM show, Into the Light, will be on Thursday, though. So watch out for that. Here's the flat. Thanks for listening. Over and out.
3: Last week on the flat, the unsuccessful integration of Big Sam Allardyce leads Alan and Steve to continue their search for the right flatmate. Dig Sam's sheer arrogance was just too much for the Geordie twosome and he was unceremoniously dumped Sam would argue he left with his pride intact he certainly left with sacks and sacks of gravy now Steve is offering up a risky alternative
0: You know Alan, maybe your man Sam was just too safe of an option sometimes you need to take a risk in this situation otherwise we'll end up having our backsides kicked yet again that's for sure
3: but sometimes when you, you take a risk on a maverick, you end up straggling and tired of dealing with the problems. Look at that, him. I prefer to go with a safer option. A true Geordie gentleman. Someone
0: like Scholer. Don't get me wrong. I love a striker, as you well know. Absolutely. But maybe we need to give someone with a bit of fire in the old belly. Someone who needs a second chance. Someone who knows all about the pressures of the northeast, especially over at Sunland. You know?
3: But who've you got in mind?
0: Let me make a few phone calls, because my fax machine is broken.
3: Steve makes the all-important call. When the door knocks, Alan can't believe the risk Steve has taken. That'll be him. I'll get it. Oh, no. Hello, Alan? Is it me? Apollo? In spite of Steve's delight at the flat's new acquisition, Alan remains unconvinced. Well, I'm straggling with the idea, to be honest. Obviously, the first time we met, we didn't get off to the best of starts when he gave me a slap round the chops. Then we lost the game because we was tired from the Thursday, then playing on the Sunday, and then we was having the injuries. He could have been a little more respectful of the situation. Plus, the carpenter in here look tired enough already. We can't be having him knee sliding around the place. We'll lose our deposit for a start. But it's not only Alan who was less than impressed. Paolo's early impressions are not good at all.
6: I take a look around in here. These not good. You have the Steve. He is asleep until 11 in the morning. He is a sloth. The face looks like it's been stung by a thousand bees. And he has an allergic reaction. The diet is not good. The seven packets of the, the sausage roll, bad for the body. With the Paolo de Cano, but it is processed food and fat into his body Paolo would not I do not accept it he's unprofessional don't even get me started on the condom and situation but then there is Alan himself with the hair gel and the thin t-shirt in this weather in the north you think he is a pretty boy when he should be concentration on being professional he's always said to me I am tired, I am struggling. Is Apollo tired of struggling? No. Of course not. A proper diet and a proper rest is what is important. It's about a passion, a desire, a quality. If you don't have these things, then you cannot expect to achieve in life.
0: In your job. No.
6: 28 minutes later. Anis is only beginning, you have to start now. And when an eagle swoop and catches the prey with talon for the purpose of feeding a family, then it drops the prey into the sea. The family starves. The eagle has failed itself. It has failed its family. The family die. Paolo always makes sure his talon is sharp. His wing span is great. His long capacity is strong.
3: Fourteen minutes later, and not one single person has any clue what Paolo is going on about. Is it difficult?
6: Yes. Of course he's difficult. But Paolo would not accept the easy
3: challenge. I change everything. After Paolo's 53-minute rant, even Steve is starting to have serious reservations about Paolo's
0: tenure in the flat. Well, you know, I've dealt with some of the world's top players. And as a result, your top egos, your doogrees, your jans... "'Not to mention your DJ Campbells of this world. "'But Paolo? "'Well, the lad is off the scale, that's for sure. "'I don't mind different personalities. And "'The lad certainly brings that to the table. "'But I also believe in second chances, "'and I felt the boy deserved one. "'Especially after what happened down at Sunderland, "'and I can relate to that, no doubt about it. "'But the boy's gone too far. "'This morning he's gone and turfed four packets of hobnobs, you know. "'I won't be having it.' "'But nothing could prepare Steve for what would
3: happen next. "'Allen?' What in God's name's going on? I'm packing. We was being kicked out by Paolo. What? He can't be doing that. That's outside of his authority. No doubt about it. He says he wants ready. He's going to bring in his own flatmates in who understand his philosophy because we was struggling to get it. He's tired of us. It turns out that Paolo lost it after some unsavory dinner table antics instigated by an unaware Steve Bruce.
6: And when you come out together... dinner and you prepare a meal for everybody, made with a love, with a passion, the desire and then Steve, he come in, he sit down, he look at this salad, the quality ingredient, then he retract his head, it's unacceptable, I don't expect to be treated like a a Chef Ramsay or an Oliver, but this
3: behaviour is not professional, it's time for revolution, unbeknown to Paolo Steve has a plan to counter this so-called revolution.
0: Come on, Alan. This is our place, no doubt about it. You can't just come in and change everything just like that. Absolutely. We won't be having it. I won't be hounded out again. Like I was down at Sunderland, I'm calling the landlord. Steve
3: makes the call,
0: and after an emergency meeting between
3: himself, Alan and the landlord, Paolo is unceremoniously dumped out of the flat after just five days. Is it typical? Of the
6: modern flatmate. The lack of the commitment. The desire. The passion. And the quality. Is unacceptable. They just want good enough to live in a flat with me. They do not understand the philosophy that the Paolo bring. Give me the time. I bring a success to the flat. I will be back. But at a better flat. With a better flatmate. And the right philosophy. The
3: whereabouts of Paolo De Canio are currently unknown. He truly believes he'll be given another chance in a top quality flat somewhere else. The reality of the situation is that he'd probably have to move into a maisonette and slough alone and begin to repair his reputation. As for Steven Allen, the search for their elusive flatmate continues.